your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Welcome to the Para-X Radio Network. This is The Gathering Radio Show and this is Heidi. And this is Kristen. And we have Is no Stephanie. Steph there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we lost Stephanie. <laughs> Steph set up our intro and then disappeared, apparently. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just hold down the fort until she can get back with us. <laughs> I know. I don't know what happened. So, well, anyway, it's, is, a thankful, it's a thankful yeah. Tuesday. That's what Stephanie was going to say. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. We're going to talk about gratitude and how that energy can be harnessed in different ways, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, we'll give it a little bit of time just in case she's stuck on mute or something. But uh, we can talk about what we've been up to since uh, we were on last. So how about you, Kristen? What have you been up to in the last week or so? Oh, my gosh. Well, I've been doing a lot of clergy work because... The energy is quite, as we were saying before the show, in a sense chaotic, but in that sense of chaos being a a liminal place or potential. And so a lot of people um, in my spiritual community wanted to have some spiritual conversations because they're experiencing some real intense choices that are kind of confronting them. And so it was like on the phone pretty much the whole week. And I love my people. And it's not I mean, I enjoy talking to them. But it is interesting when things are intense, just in general. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if people are people who are in the chat room. uh, Are you noticing different energy as well? Because I can certainly feel it. And uh, I don't think I've felt anything quite like this before. But then I've never been in the middle of a pandemic before. So (laughs) Right. That sometimes shifts things just in itself. And then we have all the other stuff going on, too. So, yeah, it's uh, layers, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, and there are a lot of um, kind of one thing after the other challenges. For instance, we are now a one car family for a little while. And then uh, my husband's been working a lot, so I basically don't have a vehicle except for a few hours a day where I have to smash everything in that I need to do. And um, 
then we, we uh, had a tire blow recently, just out of the blue. And so my poor husband was driving home from work after a 12-hour shift, and his tire blows, and he's on the highway. And it's just been a lot, you know, just kind of mundane um, flotsam and jetsam, I guess. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it it's does. Just very, yeah. And so, but, but, I mean, I'm really glad to be to be back with you ladies here today. Um, I'm kind of getting to where I really enjoy, and I feel like I know the folks in the chat room a little bit, and get to talk about fun subjects. So this is this is awesome. What have you been up to? Well, you know, kind of same difference, I suppose. It's been. Um... It's been pretty wild. A lot of new people coming in with some bizarre uh, situations. Um, I have a, um, I won't call it a possession that I'm working on with someone out on the East Coast, but definitely there's an entity attachment there. Um, he referenced mm -hmm. it as a possession. I would not say it's a possession, but I can see where it could be the startings of one. And so we're going through that process of, of detaching. And um, then locally here, working on a couple of cases with um, beings who are just nasty. And, you know, here's something that's interesting, Kristen. I don't know if you feel the same way about this um, as I do. I, I'm not a huge fan of a ton of mirrors in my house. I have mm -hmm. the necessities, like the basic necessities. That's it. Um, I, we went to this this apartment. It wasn't a very big apartment. It was a one-bedroom apartment. There's a couple and a baby living there, or a small child. And there was, I don't know, six, seven mirrors that we asked them to take down. That's not including mm -hmm. the mirrors that were just up for a necessity, like the mirror that comes with the apartment in the bathroom. And, you know, and so there was and mirrored surfaces on everything. Everything had a mirrored surface. And I'm, I'm, I was stunned. I have never seen that many mirrors in one location ever. And, um, and some of the mirrors were, they just, we're definitely being used as doorways, but you know, when you go into a room, have you ever gone into a room where someone's hung a mirror on all four walls, you know, facing uh, in, into the middle of the room, right? Uh, yeah, and it not just for a is very, the, very long time. Oh, oh I, it, it's, it's interesting what I, you can, uh, what you can feel though, when you see someone that's created that kind of a, it creates like a vortex almost. And, oh, yeah. and so it, I was like, and in a bathroom, it was like, get this stuff out. Like, please take all this down. So, anyway, yeah, I think Stephanie is back now. <laughs> hey, Steph. I, I don't know what ha you know. We were having issues at to start, and then we were fine, and then I don't know what happened. I had to log out of Skype and log back in. So I think we're all good because I can see you guys now too. Well, not you, Kristen, but oh, at Heidi. So yeah, I yeah, I haven't gotten the the call or invite or what have you but um well what have you been up together with, now it's good to have you good to yeah. have you back in yeah we were just talking about some of the things that we were working on and i was talking about this i don't know if you heard it the um the uh clearing that we did last week and we went there and there was it was a small unit and there was like seven mirrors that we yeah. had to have take down it was terrible uh creating all sorts of energy there was other stuff going on too yeah. but I was like, what is with all the mirrors? And it was a young couple. They got a lot of hand-me-downs. And apparently everybody else that they know was giving them mirrors because they don't want them in their house. <laughs> I'm right? like, well, then 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. If someone doesn't want mirrors in their house and they're giving you all these mirrors, I don't know that it, you just take them all just to throw them on the wall, just to have something on the wall. I'd rather have nothing on the wall than a ton of mirrors, you know? Yeah. So. The only mirror that I have in my house is in the bathroom, right? I mean, I have yeah. handheld mirrors, you know, but, and I often think I would like to have a full length mirror just so you can kind of look, look, look at your whole body. And then I'm like, no, I can just stand up on the tub and have a look. <laughs> Cause I don't want another I want more mirror, mirrors, you know what I mean? Than that, but I don't have a lot. I do have mirrors on the back of both of the upstairs bedroom doors because they, the house came with them. And um, each of our bed sets has a big mirror, but I know how, you know, to maintain them. So I just keep an eye on them. And, um, you know, this is why, like when you have scrying mirrors, I have several black scrying mirrors. I keep them covered. Mm -hmm. Uh, They only come out when we're using them. Yep. Yeah. I have a couple of mirrors, you know, like a dressing mirror and things like, but I don't, yeah, again, not a lot of mirrors and I definitely manage them because you just they can be so easily turned or used and it's yeah doorways and whatnot. So anyway, yeah, that's kind of the stuff I've been working on lately, which has been, it's been wild. It has been wild. The calls and the emails and things that I'm getting from uh, new clients, it's like all, you know, all hands on deck to help people get through some of this stuff. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. And like we said, I know you guys were talking about it too, but the energy is just so chaotic and so crazy. And the full moon this last week with the eclipse and stuff, it really, it was a different feeling moon. For me, it made me really sad, you know, and I know that happens sometimes because I'm a moon child. So either they make me sad or they make me crazy or they make me happy. And this time it was, oh, I just was down in the dumps, you know? So... Yeah, that's done with now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of people are struggling with mental health for a variety of reasons, the isolation, I'm sure. But also this energy, uh, what I noticed on the full moon with the lunar eclipse, of course, I was using that um, as a witch. I went into like very deep trance very easily. Um, I did not expect to be overwhelmed. I was doing a, a ritual by myself because I didn't have anybody else to work with. And uh, I, I became very swoony. And normally I am capable of controlling uh, my my states by myself. I've done a lot of work on it. I um, have a, you know, 20 years of training to, to control how I experience energy. And I was absolutely ungrounded. Um, I was able to use the energy for the purpose intended that I was, you know, attempting to to do for the working, but um, I had a really tough time coming back to myself and um, had to eat, like, lots of salty meat, <laughs> you know, oh. to kind of get back to where <laughs> I felt like I was in full control of my body. Um, so it was very strong energy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But so, um, yeah, so nothing has been going on. Like Heidi and I were talking um, stuff about how we've had weird, mundane things kind of happening all over the place. Like we've had car trouble and things like that. Have you had any like stuff that just seems to be coming at you one after another? Or I just, I feel out of sorts, right? I haven't had any of that happen per se. I've just been really out of sorts, tired, 
you know, I'm mm, just yeah. totally not myself. And I know it's not anything that I'm doing. I'm getting plenty of sleep, you know, um, trying to rest more, you know, because that was one of my goals this year was just, you know, not be so busy all the time, you know, mm-hmm. saying no sometimes. Um, so I, it's, yeah, this, but I haven't had anything I can put my finger on. Just um, emotional, emotional, tiredness, all that kind of stuff, you know, but it's gotten significantly better since the weekend has passed, you know, and this week progresses, mm. it's much better. So hopefully mm. things are shifting back the way they should be now <laughs> or kind of <laughs> normal, sort of normal, right? What's really interesting is, like I say, I feel like this chaos is like a chaos from which things can really be actively created. That's always true with chaos, mm-hmm. but it seems more intense and deeper right now. And I think everybody who's an emotional intuitive, which certainly the three of us are, mm-hmm. um, we're feeling the collective emotions, which are all over the map. You know, yes. I, I will get the sadness. I will get, sometimes I've been getting angry for no reason and have to say to myself, this is not my anger. I'm not actually angry about anything. So I must be feeling some sort of something, um, walk through a cloud of ook or whatever at the grocery store. Um, But I feel like this energy of gratitude is more more intense now. I was thinking for several days about like what, how did I want to describe how I use gratitude in my work as a witch and as a healer and all of these different things. And what, what works really nicely in chaotic situations is there's a lot less likelihood of things going sideways when you're trying to manifest if you use what I like to call clean fuel. And clean fuel is the, the basics, love, gratitude, um, you know, they're clean. They're not, sometimes when witches raise energy, we'll raise it in our bodies and then direct it at something. For instance, we use chant, we use dance, we use drumming. Um, That's all great. You can pull it from the earth. You can pull it from living water. There's all these different ways to do it. Um, But using love or any form of love is Never, even if you're not super experienced with doing workings, it can't, you can't shoot yourself in the foot with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about love and gratitude as, as energies that you can charge something with or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because there's no way to mess it up. It's great for a beginner. Uh, we have some questions here. Somebody asked, I've lost track. Somebody's asking about um, emotional intuitive equals empath um what do you guys yes i think it does i you know for sure well i would say say that not all the time yeah for me emotional i'm sorry go ahead well i was going to say that an emotional someone can be an emotional intuitive and not an empath you know an empath is someone that processes the energy and so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they process those emotions and be and become those emotions. You know, they they 
give those emotions out as they're, you know, taking them in. So like you said, you're, you're feeling angry and you're starting to act, act angry. That to me would be more of an empath. An emotional intuitive would understand that someone's angry and can feel the anger, but doesn't necessarily become angry themselves where an empath would do that. Um, it only happens to me when I'm not guarded, I guess. I consider myself to be an emotional intuitive because I use emotions to hook into other people for psychic readings. I also use it for my own safety. Um, an empath can be a different, you don't have to necessarily be an emotional intuitive to be an empath. You can be any other sort of intuitive person and call yourself an empath, I guess. I mean, it, it means different things to different people. But for me, the, the emotions are what I use to hook into somebody's energy. Because then when I feel their emotions, I can determine their motivations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, you know, and then also when I know that it's not mine, um, I can get rid of it because I've had to study that you know one of the reasons right. I became a witch is so I wouldn't lose my mind right. because I was so psychic and um but you know as a very sensitive person you can always walk through a cloud of ook and be unguarded for a second because you're thinking about the pot roast you're making or whatever and then suddenly something acts on you and it's just very important to know what's yours and what isn't because when I was younger I didn't understand I thought it was all my emotion. Um, so that's, I guess, how I do it for me. But, um, yeah, different right. people have different, like, definitions of those yeah. words. Yeah. I think it's different um, for everyone, too. And you can definitely be both, I think, in, you know, in my, because mm-hmm. I think I'm both, for sure. Um, Dave in the chat room is saying it's important to learn to observe and not absorb. Absolutely. Oh, yes, absolutely. It takes a lot of yep, practice. One- Yep. So, you know, you need to, if, if you're, you're armored path, up, you need to learn how to do mm-hmm. that for sure. Oh, absolutely. And when you go, like when I go into a, a situation where I'm doing something energetic, I do armor up. You know, I was all armored up when we did our seance, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, but it's it's challenging during hectic daily life mm-hmm. to remember to put up your, you know, your boundaries, I guess. Yes. Yes. And you um, know, what I've found is that if I'm going to be with, a, even at family gatherings, I have to be careful because sometimes mm-hmm. it, it makes me crazy and I have to literally go to another part of the house where nobody is so that I can just calm myself. <laughs> you know, that you know, cause you, you don't think about it. Oh, we got to bring this. I'm so excited to see everybody. And you don't think about guarding yourself. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. there's 30 people there and there's so many emotions and it's like, Oh, I mean, this has happened to me a few times, you know, um, and normally I'm, I'm better at it than that. But, you know, like when I go to big events or whatever, I know to guard myself because otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm you know, because it's just too crazy. You know, this is why my mom would never go to the state fair. You know, she never said that, but that's exactly why. Um, so, yes, I think yeah, it's very, I can do that now. Yeah. You have to learn to now that I understand. Because, yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's so, um, challenging because when I tell students, you know, people say, I'm a natural this or a natural that. And it's like, that's great, but I hate to, I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to harsh your mellow right now by letting you know that if you're naturally intuitive, you need more training, not less training. Um, because you need to learn to control it, whereas someone who is not as natural um, gets to start from an easier place. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I was thinking about like, my, what am I super grateful for? And you know what? All of this has done. Tell me if I'm wrong here, folks. Um, I am grateful for stuff that I ne it never occurred to me to be grateful for before we got into this hot mess that we're in. Yes. Um, I was always grateful that I had, you know, a house. But now I'm super grateful that I'm stably housed. It's something that I really feel super grateful for because not everybody is. Yes. Um, super grateful for, for my friends who got COVID who didn't die of it. Super grateful I didn't contract it. Super, super grateful that I got my booster shot. You know, um, it's just the bar has been changed for what we notice and what we're grateful for. And um, for me, it's just gotten much simpler. I'm like, thank you for food. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For, for, you know, I was um, reading today a little bit about gratitude and how that leads to positive thinking, which is true, and how positive thinking is so beneficial to your health. And one of the things that I talked about in this article was that to get to get onto the road of positive thinking and helping yourself and maybe being more grateful is to is to start a gratitude journal. So I started mm -hmm. today, and really all you have to do is write down three things that you're grateful for today. Now, I and it can be small things. It can be big things. Like right, what I wrote was that you know my kitty has been very ill this last month or so, but now she's turned the corner and she's doing fantabulous and she's getting her appetite back and. I'm so grateful. Let me tell you that that's the big thing. The other, the two smaller things were, Hey, I'm grateful that I have my big fuzzy blanket at night. Cause it is cold. <laughs> and, um, and the other thing was that, wow, after today I get to be home for five days. I don't have to go to the office till next Monday. So that is something to be grateful about too. So those were my three things. And I'm going to try to do this every day. Cause I do think it's, fabulous and it's something that everyone should do you know or try to well, and I mean, you know being um the mother of a, a person who identifies as a tandai buddhist uh, my uh, my 28 year old does buddhist gratitude meditations as a way of not only changing like her inner landscape but emanating it outward to attempt to bring that energy into the world. And after she has done one of these meditations, um, her face has changed. I mean, she's pretty always, but like she looks healthier, more relaxed. Mm. Her skin is more glowy. Um, I will go so far as to say that gratitude can actually like make you look better even. Yes. Um, it it just changes you. And, you know, we are, what, like 70% water, and we know that water can be programmed. So basically, you know, people have said we're, we're like cucumbers with anxiety, right? Because we're all water. 
So just imagine how that gratitude that you're concentrating on will literally charge the water in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful right. stuff. I think it's really, it's, a, it's good stuff. And I think, you know, every day I think about things that I'm grateful for, not to a huge degree, but I think from now on, I think it's maybe something I need to start doing and especially write down these three things. Cause how easy is that? Right. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's just, it's something you write down and you just actually take a moment for yourself and take a moment to actually take a pencil and put it. I'm just writing them in my calendar because I have the kind of calendar, you know, that has a little section for every day and doing mm-hmm. it that way. And that's, that's just good. Sit down with a glass of water or a cup of coffee and write in your, you know, what you're grateful for today. It's nice. It's just a nice moment for yourself too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm grateful for people like Heidi and you who have taught me how to handle this empath and these crazy, you know, this crazy stuff, intuitive stuff, because, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Everyone needs to have someone they can go to and learn how to handle it. Right. Well, and resources too, like even, you know, even if you're very talented and skilled, you can sometimes with the work that we do in some of the places we go, we can get attachments that we need other practitioners to help us with. I had a very scary one years ago now, but it was bad. I felt it go into my crown while I was driving. And I immediately felt very off, very, very off. And it began, it was nasty. I mean, it it was telling me that it was going to make me hurt my daughter and stuff. It was just, I called my husband and I said, listen, I know you're supposed to work but I think I need you to come home because I have a spiritual issue and it's scary. Mm -hmm. And what I did, I wanted to know the nature of the thing. So I attempted to read um, Holy Scripture. I have different books from different religions. Um, And it wouldn't let me read any holy book. And I was very, very frightened. And it took three separate times of attempting to get it out of me before it left. And so having those resources, having people you can call, because I don't care how talented you are, if you get something like this, you can't, you're, you're already sick. You need someone else yeah. who knows what they're doing to assist you. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I have lots of people um, who understand this stuff mm-hmm. and who at least publicly don't think I'm crazy, <laughs> at least not for that reason. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Well, you know, so, I know I'm like crazy. What? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good crazy. That's good crazy. I like your crazy. I think everybody should be a little crazy once in a while. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think what I'm going to do in thinking about the whole gratitude, because I'm going to say that gratitude is a form of love. It is. It's like a universal love. And love cannot be perverted. It cannot be used to harm. Um, there are things that can masquerade as love and hurt, hurt people. But actual real love cannot. And so for me... I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on the char- I love to charge water. It's just something that it was one of the first things I learned to do. It's one of the first things I teach my students, my craft students. Um, 
charging water uh, with that gratitude, with that love, and then figuring out ways to use it. Um, put it in your bath. Put it in your tea. Um, what are some other ways that we can, you know, use that water? Um, when I cook, I charge what I'm, I charge the food. Um, usually with Reiki, but it would be very cool to, before, before I make a meal, to really sit in that gratitude and, and occupy that space and try to fill the food that I'm making with it. Um, my daughter can tell whether or not the food has been charged, wow. which is really interesting. Oh. Well, she's very sensitive. Yeah. Um, more so than me, as a matter of fact, she's um, a true uh, medium and also an oracle, and she doesn't like either of those things, but those are the things she has. She foresees wars. Um, she has dead people come to her to ask for favors, and she'll sometimes translate for them. And, you know, good thing that I was her mom because I taught her the hygiene piece so that she wouldn't get overtaken. Um, Heidi, the the case that you were talking about on the East Coast almost sounds like it's like an oppression. That's a yeah. stage of possession. Oh, I know, I know, and that's I know where you know, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of scary look. stuff in what we do, girls. Let's just, it is. Let's just, let's it just is. But, you know, I'm really glad that I do it, though, because, like, people, they're not educated about it in general society. And if they have need of a practitioner, they become panicked. I mean, they're really panic-stricken because it's very, very scary. So having somebody who's going to run into the building instead of run out of it um. I feel very honored by by that, by being a person who can do that. Oh, yes, I agree. So I'm, I'm grateful for that as well. Um, I have, I don't know if I should talk about an opportunity that I have, but I'm grateful for the possibility of an opportunity that has come my way. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I've worked in harm reduction for a better part of 20 years. And I have been approached by a woman um, who is a trafficking survivor, and she knows another trafficking survivor who is starting a nonprofit in Detroit, and we're going to have a conference call um, and determine if if maybe I can take a role in helping create that nonprofit. And this particular one is to help survivors of trafficking, um, which is something I've worked right up in. Your alley, Kristen. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the only thing is I have to really guard myself. My husband was very concerned because he said, he looked at me and he's like, okay, but you are so sensitive that when you hear these bad stories, they really affect you. So I'm going to ask you to really be very, very careful about what your role is. And, and the fact that they're in Detroit helps because I can't, I'm not going to be doing street outreach, obviously. Um, but it's, an opportunity and and I'm excited and it feels almost like do you ever feel like the universe just drops something in your lap and goes yes. here you go yes absolutely 
You know, we can talk more about that after the break, but wow, it's 32 minutes after the hour. We kind of blew by our eight or 30 minute uh, (laughs) deadline. So (laughs) everyone stay with us. We will, this is the gathering radio show on the para X radio network. Geek ladies, Sean and Victoria from Exploring the Paranormal with Geeks Paranormal are at it again with another amazing season full of paranormal celebrity interviews with amazing guests and stories of haunted locations and so much more. You will hear it first on Para-X. Tune in Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. You will not be disappointed. with Cat Paranormal of Minnesota. And I'm Jerry Ayers with Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota. And together, we are The Calling. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on ParaXRadioNetwork.com. anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. So many people have lost their homes and it's just so sad and, you know, they're not working and wow, you know, so I get to be nice and safe and warm and I think we're all grateful for that. Um, but yeah, different different ways of using gratitude. So that's, I mean, like my, I I do the seven day candle thing, and I let it burn until it's out. And uh, I try to do it whenever I think of it. Usually like quarterly. Um, yeah, but giving thanks to, I mean, I make friends with trees. I'm weird. I'm a, oh, no. I am literally a dirt-worshipping tree hugger. Me too. And, you know, I have a relationship with my crabapple tree in my front yard, which I talk to. <laughs> I talk to the earth. Um, oh. Giving thanks to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, me too. At Yule, um, a lot of pagans will waffle a fruit tree. So at this coming solstice, uh, I and my coven will be giving thanks to our crabapple tree as a symbol of just the earth's bounty. Um, and we do that on the longest night. And you, you, give, you feed the tree ale, and I'll probably charge that ale with gratitude with my coven, and you ask it to please bloom again in the springtime. And I love that, uh, that part of Yule. That is how we eventually got Christmas trees. I think mm-hmm. was the, the sacred trees. And then it was bringing the tree into your home. I miss the smell of really like real pine needles. Do, do any of you use real trees 
anymore? I do. I do. Mm-mm. Do you? Nope. Now, last year we had a tree, though, and I know I've told this story on the show, but last year I picked out this beautiful, it was a little odd-shaped tree. I kind of like the odd ones, right? But it was beautiful, mm-hmm. and I brought it. It was a balsam balsam pine. Normally, mm-hmm. I know that I can only get Fraser firs or Douglas firs because I'm pretty allergic, you know, and those two seem to be okay. But I thought, oh, this one will be okay. Oh, within a couple days, we had to kick it out of the house because we couldn't handle it. <laughs> mm. but, I, but I tell you what, that beautiful tree was a, a, just a beautiful piece on my deck for the entire winter. I left the lights on. The lights would go on, you know, at, at dusk and turn off in the morning. Um, it was gorgeous. We bought our ornaments that would be okay outside and we, you know, decorated it all and then after the new year we took those off but left the lights on and it was it was an amazing tree so we didn't have a tree in the house last year which is okay you know but now we know it has to be a Fraser fir or otherwise we can't handle it because we're just my skin was itching you know it was like crawling but yes I love my real trees we had a fake one one year we had an artificial one didn't seem like Christmas I gave it away (laughs) I said we're not doing that anymore (laughs) Um, yeah, my husband needs to have a fake tree, sadly, but the coven that raised me, we would bring in a real pine, and then um, we would strip the branches off of it, and then the next Beltane, it would be the maypole. Mm-hmm. And then once it had been used as the maypole and all covered with the strips of cloth, we would cut it up and give a little piece to each covener, and we would soak it with rum and burn it as a yule log and you don't have to be a pagan to think that's kind of cool you know Um, i love it i love it i think it's a lot of people like celebrate may day as a secular holiday even though it's a religious day for people like me and so that can be a fun family thing to do because you recycle that tree and you know it becomes your last year's tree is now this year's yule log and, it's and I love that well, coming full circle. Yeah. That tree has been very well loved, right? See, and this is exactly. And you know, every year, even when we have one inside that actually makes it through New Year's, you know, I always put it out on the deck and it just adorns the deck, lit up for the rest of the winter, you know. And I do have a big, mm. huge pine tree in my front yard. And this year, I'm, I, we're going to get lights because I feel like we, we need to light it up this year just because it's been such a crazy year. And It'll just be beautiful. It's pretty big, though. I don't know how many lights we're going to need, but we're going to do it, you know? Um, I think people should do it up because it's been rough. Yes. I think we need holiday. We do. You know? We do. And I celebrate all of them. I celebrate the Wiccan Wheel of the Year. I celebrate Christmas. I celebrate mm-hmm. any holiday. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, and I, you know, I do, too, in a way. So, oh, yeah. Um if one is a tree hugger, how, yes, I do struggle with that, Heidi. But you know what? I don't cut it down. I just buy one that happens to be there, and I usually buy the one that nobody wants. You know, I usually go in and say I want the Charlie Brown tree. <laughs> and then they yes. show the trees that they have, and that's the one that comes home with me. So I make sure that that tree has a, a fabulous time, you know, and I adorn her up, and she is gorgeous. Um, but, no, I would never go out and cut one down. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yep. Um, well, we, we decorate our our tree that we wassail, which is a fruit tree. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have, we're more likely to uh, put like popcorn and cranberries strung on a tree outside so you can feed the critters. Are we Did having we... tech problems? Oh, I was going to say, all of a sudden you disappeared for a second. No, I was I was <laughs> trying not to be the one who talked all the time, because <laughs> I do. Well, you know what? I think it, it's kind of nice, because, you know, it's kind of nice to just sit back and, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do struggle with that, but I just, I can't, I can't handle the artificial ones because they just, they don't look like real trees to me. Even the really real ones don't, are, I just know it's not real. So I guess it's either get the Charlie Brown tree that nobody loves, and some of them are beautiful, I gotta say, you know, mm-hmm. or not have a tree in the house. I mean, it's one or the other, you know, so... And I do. You can ask Casey. We go and we say, okay, we want the Charlie Brown tree. And then they show us there's like three or four of them usually. And sometimes they're just gorgeous trees. I don't know why they think they're Charlie Brown trees, but uh, that's how we do it. Um, Potted ones are nice. Yep. Those Norfolk Island pines, they're gorgeous too. A little hard to take care of though. I've had those. Um, Mike had a good idea. He said, they use trees that are potted for Christmas and then plant them in the yard. Yeah, I like that idea, too. That's oh, a good idea. I like that. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I'm grateful for that idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me, too. I, I'm but, I mean, you'd have to have, that. like, a farm or something to be able to plant them every year. Or you could give you know it to I mean? someone. It's true. Mm-hmm. I know, Steph, you could buy a tree in a pot and keep it all winter, and then when it's spring, you could give it to me and I'll plant it in my yard. Well, there we go. <laughs> Pass there the tree. You could do that. I and you can come over and visit yard, it whenever you so. want and hug it. Yeah. <laughs> Your tree can live on forever, every year. Just get a little yeah. tree, and then let me, I'll come over and get it, and there you go. Love it. And we don't have you to know. cut any trees down. You know, the thing that I can't stand, though, okay, so the Christmas trees that they sell, yes, I know they're still trees. They're not very old. They didn't have a whole life. You know what I mean? But what I really can't stand is this year, the last couple of nights, I've seen all over the Internet about how trees are being, huge 100-year-old trees are being cut down to decorate at the Capitol, for example. Really? Mm, not Come on. cool. That is just not cool. That is not cool. No. Do you know how hard it was for that tree to reach that height and that age, and you're going to cut that tree spirit right down? That's just not cool. You know? Oh, yeah. I can't handle it. There are it. some trees that I visit that mm-hmm. I know are like 300, 400 years old. Absolutely. Because of their size. Yes. And how can anyone like hurt that being, my goodness? Uh, and it's true. And I mean, we've talked about trees before on this show. And like when I was up north with Squatchers in August and we saw that one that died way before she was ready to go and how we had to do the heat. Oh, there. I uh, remember. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, Kristen, I got to mm-hmm. tell you out in our research area, there's the grandma pine that I call her. She's got to be over 100 years old, too. And every time we're out there, I go and I talk to her and I you know, put my hands on her trunk and give her some love. And the last time mm. I was out there was about a month or a month and a half ago. And I noticed that, and it's all over the state, right? Because it was such a dry, hot year this year. And all of the pines are suffering. You know, there's a lot of 
a lot of dead needles and with the other needles. But mama, grandma pine didn't, all of her needles were brown. And I just about had a heart attack. And I went over there and I, you know, I put my hands on her and she's, her energy felt good. She, I think she's okay, but I don't know how you can survive without any green at all. So I don't know. We need to save her for mama pine, you know. Um, well, I'm all about giving Reiki to trees and other, you know, natural spirits. Um, I believe fully that. Um, every living thing has a spirit. Yep. And too. when I was act- interacting in my backyard with my backyard fae, I had real interaction with those nature spirits out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything really is alive and connected, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why magic works. And I think we need to remember that we're, we're all connected, even though we have to socially distance. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. You know, and wow. just really like, hunker down and do those special holiday things that make you feel really, really, really good. Yes. You know, like for yes. me, I have this cocoa recipe that is absolutely out of this world. It's probably over a thousand calories for a cup of it, but I don't care. Um, it's so decadent. And I use real cream and, and high quality chocolate that I melt in a double boiler and um, people always ask for it they're like are we going to have cocoa for you (laughs) and um i think people should just really do like think about what made made you feel really good as a child and do some of those things you know watch watch that christmas movie that you that you watched when you were three the first time um eat that comfort food and (sighs) yeah the only thing that, that i feel like i always have to say and this is my personal thing because my family, my father's family came over here in 1642. And as most of us know, the Thanksgiving story that we were taught in school as children is not true. No. And as somebody who, whose family line represents some of the first colonizers who came over here, I would just like to, to step in and just quickly say, First Nation people, um, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. We treated you horribly. It was wrong. And um, we can only go forward and do better, you know? Yeah. Well, let's hope we can. Um, I wish it would be great that, you know, if they were having happy Thanksgiving together and joining hands and joining hearts, but the stories are not that. So I hope that all First Nation people... um, can can have a good holiday season too. It's, uh, yes, I think too. we our government actually I think owes them a formal apology. Oh my gosh! Uh, but that's me. <laughs> anyway, I said that now, but it's like you know Thanksgiving. <laughs> it it's turned into a lovely thing though. Yeah. However, it started. Mhm. Mhm. It's turned into something special, and everybody gets lovey dovey, and. That's really nice because we need some lovey-dovey. You we do. Know? We do. We need um, to. We need to cook together and play together and laugh together and and, and get booster shots. Get booster <laughs> shots. I haven't been able to get in to get one yet. I haven't even been able to schedule one because they they just don't have any events. Oh, so I have gotten mine and I'm so grateful for that. Oh my gosh, my gratitude for that is. I can feel it in my stomach, you know? Yep. 
Yep. I know. I know. But it's magical. We need to get those. So harvesting that feeling of childhood is a really cool way to connect connect with gratitude as well. You know, because when you're a kid, everything's new and everything's fun and you're so excited and you have that light in your eye, you know, and we adults, we just kind of lose that because we're the ones who are up at 5 a.m. trying to stuff a turkey, right? Um, But, yeah, I'm going to connect with my inner kid, I think, this holiday. Me too. I think so. I think that'll be fun. So first Mm -hmm. step is to get all the lights for my ginormous pine tree in the front yard. I'm going to do it this weekend. I think it's supposed to be a little bit warmer on the weekend, right? So we should be able to get them up. Somehow, I'm not sure how. Well, take pics. We want to see pics. Yes, yes. Hopefully, I won't get into some trouble and fall down and break a leg or something. Lately, it's been like one Don't thing do after that. Me. So <laughs> oh. you just never know. Yeah, people have been getting injured. It's weird. My husband tried to put a skewer through his kneecap at work. Oh. No. Fortunately, see, did not rupture the, the bursa. Right? We were talking about the energy and all these weird things that are happening. The other day I was smudging. I think you guys know this. Mm-hmm. And the um, <laughs> it was, yeah. it's all of a sudden the winds picked up. I was outside, of course. And, and I, it, the, it was crazy. It, it was on fire and I got that down and then I was, you know, hurrying up because I knew I had to hurry. And then all of a sudden I smelled burning hair and I looked down and here my hair had a burning ember of sage in it and it was burning my hair and i'm like oh Oh my god it's gonna burn me up demanded a bodily sacrifice yes yes oh my gosh i mean just crazy so that's probably my crazy thing that's happened with this energy and see i did that to ward off this these feelings of sadness from the new moon it happened on sunday Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know you know that um our tradition actually gives a gift of hair to any living plant that we alter or take from mm-hmm. so i think it's interesting that it, it got in your hair Isn't um it? because i will actually when i take apples i take a little bit of my hair and i tie it on the apple tree and say part of my body for a part of your body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and hair is very powerful magically i remember you saying that Kristen, when i was talking about the tree that needed our help and so when i was with mama pine out of the research area I did exactly that. I took some hair and I tied it around one of her branches, you know, as a part of me to help her and um, did just what you said. So hopefully she felt that, you know, and hopefully it'll help her. Um, Yeah, for sure. It's it's always sad. I heard that a lot of the sequoias were getting burned up in the wildfires in California. And that just makes me want to just sob. Like, I was ancient redwoods oh yeah oh i know they're so old heidi you've been pretty quiet well it's an interesting conversation so i'm just i'm listening plus if we talk over each other then no one can hear any of us so (laughs) yeah i'm sorry (laughs) all good i will try to i can't see you that's the thing when we're in the same room I can see when you're wanting to say something. Yeah. It's this whole Skype thing. So next time we'll all be able to see each other and it will be much better. So Heidi, what are your closing thoughts? We have about five minutes. Um, Let's see here. I am 
grateful that uh, we're doing this show and I'm grateful for all the people in my life. And I hope that everybody has an opportunity to uh, just take a moment to reflect this weekend and see, you know, what they're, what, what we've been talking about, what they're grateful for, even the small things. If you think that you don't have something to grateful, be grateful for, then look harder because there is something and I encourage you to find it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And we need to, of course, promote our sibling show, The Calling. That is on tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Para-X Radio Network. And tomorrow night, Sarge is picking the rerun. So listen in, everyone. It'll be fun to see which one he chooses, just like he did with us a few weeks ago. So I'm sure it'll be awesome. Uh, So, ladies, you know what? crazy it's 56 minutes past the hour already i feel like we just started because i was having trouble with skype (laughs) as usual we go into a zone i know i know and when we're together we all get so buzzy you know i think even this way we get a little buzzy but not as much as when we're all at the table together you know physically yes so. Oh, thank you, Mufi. You said I love this show. I'm glad because I, I felt like we were a little disjointed, but uh, thank you for saying that. I love it when yeah. people enjoy the show. Uh, me too, because it started out so disjointed at first, you know, and um, yeah, crazy, crazy talk. So what are you both doing for the for the big Thanksgiving holiday, Heidi? What are you doing? Um, our family is going over to, uh, Cindy, she's in the chat room, her family's house for Thanksgiving. So we're having a, it's not a lot of people, but it'll be fun. And we haven't done that before. So we're looking forward to it. Nice. Do you have to bring anything? I am bringing, I think four different things, but they're all easy, which is why I'm doing four. Cause I'm like, I can't just bring like one easy thing. Cause (laughs) That's cheating. Right. (laughs) A bunch of easy things. Make hopefully make it easier than for everybody else that's coming to. Yeah. So it's good. What about you? Um, I'm my sister is having it and you know, like I said, my brother in law passed away this year. So it's she's all alone. So I will be over there tomorrow night and early on Thursday helping out. But my Two things that she told me I had to bring was blueberry dessert, which is phenomenal. It's my mom's recipe. It's kind of a a cheese, kind of cheesecakey thing, you know. It's oh, it's so good. So I'm making that and uh, candied sweet potatoes. So those are my two things that I have to make before I go. <laughs> but as usual, I'll be in charge of a bunch of other stuff there, which is great. But yeah, it'll be fun because of course last year we weren't together at all. So the whole family will be there. So it'll be phenomenal. How about you, Kristen? Well, my husband has to work. Um, This is typical. uh, He works a lot. And I am blessed with a choice of offspring who tend to make a big deal out of the holiday for their family, their kids. So I may descend on my daughter who lives where I do and is just 10 minutes away in Coon Rapids here. And she makes some of the best Thanksgiving food. So I'll just pick something to bring and then show up for the food and the cute kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yes, it'll be had, it'll be fun. It'll just be fun to yeah, be together. Not hosting. No. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. I'll bring my stuff and I'll go help, but I don't have to clean my house or anything because I'm going there. <laughs> That's right. I'm in a different stage of life. Gosh, darn yes. it. Yes. That's what I think too. Well, everyone, thank you for listening in uh, to our thankful Tuesday episode and be well, have a safe and happy holiday this week. And thank you to the uh, troops out there who are listening. I hope you're home right now. And if you're not, please be safe. And, you know, thank you for your service. And everybody in the chat room, thank you so much for all of your contributions and comments. Everybody listening, wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in. Sarge, our most amazing producer, we appreciate you and are very thankful for you as well as the Para-X Radio Network for hosting us. So uh, thank you, everybody. Yes. Make it a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.